Hey, whoa, look out! Dan's Driving Double Feature presents A Spooky Minute Spent in a Ghost House, Episode 6. This is a minute-by-minute podcast covering spookies and ghost house. I won't I won't go crazy on it um, because you, you know what movies I'm talking about. But if you're listening at this point, you know what movies I'm talking about. And in a couple of episodes, I will stop even qualifying that. I would like to bring up one thing before I begin. I'm Dan, your host, by the way. How are you? I hope you're well. I would like to bring one thing up. I got, I got a message from someone who said they were enjoying the podcast, but um, they're wondering if I'm taking it. They're wondering if I'm taking it seriously. Um, in some of the previous episodes, I was I sat in a very comfy chair and recorded. This time, I'm actually in a different room. I'm in a, a living room of my house, which is where I usually record with. Um, uh, my favorite um, lady detective, Madeline Marlowe. Um, and we usually record here. And you can actually, it's louder here. Can you hear that? Can you hear a plane? I think there's a small plane going overhead. I just happen to be here. She is out for the afternoon. And I was watching The Young and the Restless. I got to the end of an episode and I thought I'd like to do some recording. So I thought I'd do some recording. But someone did ask me, um, they asked me if I was taking this seriously. And I would quote, I think it's, um, I think the third doctor says it to Sarah Jane Smith in the Time Warrior, more or less. I forget exactly what what the doctor is up to, but Sarah Jane says uh, to him at one point, are you serious? And he says, about what I do, yes. Not necessarily about the way I do it. So that is the MO behind this podcast. And many of the podcasts I do, some are more serious than us. I think maybe Made for TV Mayhem were a little more serious there. But um, generally, the ones I do and I'm in charge of, that's my M.O. So, uh, your mo. So, this is episode five of Spooky Minute uh, Spent in a Ghost House. And welcome to it. And I hope you're, well, I already said that. Uh, but I continue to hope you're well several minutes in. So, let us go to Spooky's Minute 6. We left the previous minute with the, the boy, Billy. I'm talking to the guy who was sitting in the crook of the tree and had just lit a cigarette off of Billy's Zippo and was saying to Billy, like, is this your first night away? you got to go home. And um, uh, Billy's response is more or less, no way, and you'll hear more of that now. I have plans. Big plans. Yeah, sure. Everybody's got big plans. Yeah, well, some of us have plans that are going to work. So why'd you leave your folks anyway? No reason. Your folks forgot your 13th birthday. What makes you say that? <laughs> Listen, I have a long road ahead. I guess I'll be seeing you. Maybe. That guy gets killed. The uh, cat man thing kills him. So, whatever it was he was up to, maybe he was a super perv, I don't know. He's dead, so it really doesn't matter. I mean, he's in the film for less than two minutes. My uh, theory about him being the cat man, um, which I think every time I watch this movie, but then it, 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 if you watch the moment when he, he says the second maybe, 
and then all of a sudden something seems to yank him out of frame or he seems to yank himself out of frame. I know I keep saying yank it. Calm down. And then you see the Catman kind of... Then you see kind of something drop. And then the Catman kind of like, looking at the ground. And then the Catman runs towards Billy and then you see um, the dead guy. And so... um, I don't know, maybe if that guy was a perv, the, the Catman, thank you, Catman, for killing that guy. But, um, I don't know, he, he seems more like, um, I don't know. Actually, in the end, I have no idea what I think about that guy. I don't think he's, he's uh, like, like like I said last time, uh, people people have said, like, hey, he, well, look at that perv. I don't think he's a perv, I think he's just trying to, he almost seems like, when if if the cat man and, and the episode and the episode the the minute ends with that strange old man opening a coffin in that weird space with the candles um if you have the two carloads of people who are apparently going to help the old man do something or other and billy is possibly kind of a rogue element who they didn't expect to be there like the the dead guy said you know your parents forgot your birthday but billy's got big plans and I, i'd love to know what billy's big plans are maybe we'll find out in a minute or two i bet big plans i'm gonna i'm gonna go from this tree to that tree and eat another snowball yeah and i've got some beef jerky that i'm planning to eat in about an hour i, mean, I don't know for a 13 year old those can be big big plans to me in a very weird film I think, and probably if you go now, now I specifically, like I said, I have not watched. So I look like looking at the back of the Blu-ray, this beautiful Blu-ray from Video Center. They have the Vipco, the Untold Story, which I have watched almost all of, but I have not. Um, I have not watched Twisted. I have not watched Twisted Tale, the unmaking of Spookies, specifically because. What I'm giving you here is the the breakdown of someone who, who knows that the movie has a troubled production. It's obvious from the three directors there's a troubled production. Of course, Slaughter High has three directors, and I don't think that had a troubled production, and Zucker, Abram, Zucker um, were not troubled productions. But generally, if you see three people, get up and run. And so th- this did have a troubled production, and if you f- sort of focus on the way it's put together... Yeah, you you can really see that. In fact, I watched Vinegar Syndrome's Blu-ray of Evil Town the other day. Uh, Evil Town. I don't know why I like Evil Town so much. Evil's in the Night hates me, and I uh, and it's so goofy, but in, and so lovable, but also so dumb. Whereas Evil Town, there's a bit more to it. But but Evil Town is is a piece together kind of film too, and. You could again. It's done really well, like Spookies is, where if you focus on it and think about it, things make sense. Like, why is the kid there? And to me, the kid is a rogue element. Uh, we'll see how they deal with him. But this old guy who we see at the end opening the coffin is worshiping something in the coffin, and uh, the the people in the two cars are going to show up and be the 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 be all end all of what he has to do to presumably bring the person in the coffin back to life, and uh, but I think to me the um, the kid is a rogue element, and I think the cat man sort of scours the area, keeping an eye out to try to 
stop other rogue elements from coming in. And I think in some ways the guy, the guy who might be a creepy guy but who gets killed in this minute, is some sort of um, angel? I mean, think about it. Hey, kid, come here. What are you doing? You run away from home? Yeah. Why? They forgot my birthday. Okay, kid, get the hell out of here. Get Go, 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 go. And the kid says, no, I'm not going. You know, and leaves and the guy gets killed. You know, he's some sort of rogue angel type element. I, I don't, you know. Not Angel the TV series or Angel the movie, and not even an angel as in an angel who flies down from heaven with wings, but sort of a some sort of character within the puzzle, within the frame of the film, that is there to warn the kid, a harbinger, maybe maybe something like that, a harbinger of of evil to come. That the kid just is like no whatever and and leaves and then the guy is killed and now there's nothing there to help the kid. I may be making some of that up, but that cat guy looks pretty vicious. And um, does he look goofy? I don't know. He looks more vicious than goofy to me. But yeah, so so that's this minute is there's the brief chat and we learn that Billy ran away because his parents forgot his thirteenth birthday and. Um, the he has big plans and the guy in, in the crook of the tree cannot stop him and then he's killed by the cat man who presumably if this is a realm of evil sort of you, you know like um night of the deep now i have not seen night of the demons in decades every three weeks i think i'm gonna buy the scream factory blu-ray but i don't and i don't know why i don't do that don't don't go in the house. Don't. Um, but I don't know why I don't do that. But it's it's sort of like once you get in the realm of the house, or or even in um, dead dudes in the house. You know, um, you know, you you get in that space, or or like the. <coughs> I guess where it all comes from the cabin in Evil Dead. You know, once you get into that space, you're sort of trapped in there. You know, and the the devils are everywhere, and the angels are few. And and this this guy is on the very edge of this space, and I think Billy's about to walk deep into it, and he tries to stop him, but he doesn't have a lot of power to do so. And I almost I almost want to say the reason why he looks like that is maybe not because he's a big old perv, but because the fact that Billy's able to talk to him, I think he looks like one of Billy's uncles. I mean, I was uh, 1985, 86. 13. I turned 13 in 1986. I was Billy's age. And, yeah, my Uncle Mike and my Uncle Dave and my Uncle Nick um, looked look more or less like this guy. And and so, you know, I, I think, um, I, I really think like this is some sort of angel or some sort of harbinger, some sort of something trying to get the boy to not go deeper into those woods to turn around go back home because there is danger up ahead and the danger has nothing to do with him it has nothing to do with his birthday it has to do with the guy opening the coffin these two carloads of kids um two carloads of kids two carloads of very grown to middle-aged people driving into the cemetery house area and i think i like I, I, it's, it's an interesting concept. It's almost like Billy is like Annie from Friday the Thirteenth, but then, then, but then Annie was meant to get killed. Um, but it's, but it's almost like a, um, a world is being created, and there's someone slightly outside of it who can't quite get there, or doesn't quite know what's happening, and um, 
I'll be interested to see what happens to Billy in the next few minutes. I wish he'd taken Uncle Dave's advice and left, but Uncle Dave's dead now. And uh, actually, I think my Uncle Dave might be dead. Moment of silence. Yeah. So, I I I like I like that concept that the movie is about this evil force bringing these two cars full of people here to kill them, to do something. But this kid, unfortunately, due to bad luck, wanders into it, and a good force comes to him. But not like an angel, or not like a this, or not like a that, or maybe the, maybe the good force should come to him as like a beautiful woman or something, and say, "Come on, Billy, follow me for a bit," you know. I but but the I don't know. Maybe the 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 um the good force is a little more PG than that. I don't know. But um the the good force did what it could and it failed. The problem the problem I think at the end of the day with the sort of good is that the bad guys will do anything. Whereas the good, you know, they have they have some rules. I think I think if you're if you're you're in America, from you know when uh, our previous president, from um, you know 2017 to 2020, uh, you you learn that people that have no rules can do whatever the hell they want. Whereas people that have some rules, some have some ethics, have some morality are going to have some problems. And that's sort of right here to me. It's like, Catman's going to kill anyone. This old guy's going to do whatever he has to do to bring in there. And that spirit of Uncle Dave who shows up is very limited because he isn't going to kill and he isn't going to harm anyone. And um, you're in the realm where it's all about killing. It's all about harming. So, not Mark Harmon. I know we all love Mark Harmon. Come on, let's sing a little song for Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon, you are the best of men, and we love you so. Mark Harmon, Mark Harmon, let us into your home. Let us meet Pam Dauber. Let us meet... What rhymes with Dauber? Shit. So that's the end of my... That's the end of my talk about this minute. I think it's an interesting minute, um, but let us go into Ghost House... And Ghost House was, yeah, creepy little girl. It's her birthday. Um, she could have been 13, too, I guess. I think the way they have her dressed, she's meant to be a little younger than 13. But she kind of looks the same age as Billy. And I like Billy's joie de vivre. He's got a sort of um, New Jersey, New Yorky kind of, yeah, yeah, I got big plans thing. But the little girl in the basement with her doll does not have that. And Dad is about to get hit in the head with, I think, a hatchet. Maybe an axe, but I'm going to say a hatchet. But let us now listen to minute six of Ghost House.
it's kind of a house by the cemetery feel in some of it here but um less expansive um even though maybe uh, Fulci's set for the house by the cemetery may have been smaller, this this seems to be a pretty big space there in here. Um, uh, uh, Fulci, like the opening sequence and such of House by the Cemetery, which is, this kind of reminds me of, um, is is a bit better than this. But this has its charms. You know, Dad gets hit in the head with an axe, I guess. I have to look it up. Is a hatchet the one that has, like, a blade on either side? And an axe is just on one side. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. The moment the music kicks in, for a brief second, it felt like some sort of mistake or it felt like maybe like like the little girl had put an album on or something because it kind of comes out of nowhere. I was like, what? You know, I said, what? Then the mirror explodes. And it's not as... um. It's not as exciting as the tiles exploding in Death Spa, uh, which is a great scene. Um, but this, yeah, Ma gets hit all over the face with glass, and someone is approaching her with a huge knife. It feels Freudsteinian to me. Um, but um, but it, it's good because it's like we're not going to skimp on the gore. You know, we saw the dead cat earlier, but what do you do with that? You know, but Dad gets hit on the head good with the axe and falls to the ground, and then Mama shows up and the um the mirror explodes kind of a bendy i i don't want to say i, I for a second i was going to say disco-y but i don't know what the hell i meant by that but it's um the 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 bendy mirror she stands there looking at the bendy mirror for some time as the music gets louder and louder and then it explodes in her face well it's funny because the previous minute was well, not funny but in the previous minute the the light bulb expands and expands and the dad stands there looking at it like what in the name of fudge and then it explodes when it explodes he steps back and puts his arm you know his arms hands up and he's able to block the glass but mama's got too much exploding in her face and it kind of rips her face apart gets in her eye really her left eye is is gone and um and i don't know i it's funny i'm trying to think as i'm watching her watching the mirror and also watching the mirror, I'm thinking, well, how long would I have stood there? I, I think I would have stood there for several seconds and been like, what the hell? And then like, oh, that's glass. And then gone away. Mm-hmm. Now, she is in an Italian horror movie in the 1980s. And as I think we've said before, on at least one occasion, um, in all, I've talked several Italian horror movies or, or several European horror movies now. It's It's... It's less about, like, you, you people who sit in the audience and yell, Get out of there! What are you doing? Why is she standing there? The people who are making the movies don't... These, the people who are making these movies don't care. They're, put, they're putting together their scenes and, and they're just doing it. You know, this is not, this is not reality. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, a little girl in a basement with a devilish killer doll. And it's like, clearly whatever is approaching her with a knife... Like, what approached Dad with the axe could have been a child. But whatever seems to be approaching Mom with the knife seems Freudstinian. Seems like a grown thing. And I love it. It's fun. No, it's not. Like, again, if... This is the second half of the 80s. If this were the late 70s, early 80s... Well, if it were the 70s, it would have been more Giallo-esque. Um, but if, if it was the late 70s, early 80s, there would have been a bit more style, maybe a bit more gore. Um, this feels a bit... Um, 
not 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 slapdash, but a bit more like, yeah, you've all seen this before, but here's your gore. You know what I mean? Like like that scene in Death Spot, like I said, if you if you know the film, when the when the woman stands there and the, like, the tiles are vibrating and she throws up her hands and the tiles explode at her, the next shot of what happens when the tiles hit her is like, "What?" And and this like when the woman gets hit with the hit, gets hit with the glass, it, it actually almost looks like they were making a, a 3D movie. Like, there's a moment where the glass is exploding, where everything goes out of focus for a moment, and then the woman puts her arms up and the glass is... It's kind of in slow motion, and it looks a little... looks a little weird. Like I said, it looks like it's a 3D kind of thing. And what about Dad? Well, yeah, Dad gets hit in the head with the axe early and falls to the ground dead. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that the, the killer hits Dad with the axe, and then he's got this big knife standing by for Mom. Of course, also exploding the mirror. So, uh, yeah, so it, it, I get this is um, this is the little girl or the demon that's possessed the little girl or the demon in the doll coming after Mom and Dad and doing a good job of it. Mom doesn't. Mom isn't dead at the end of this minute. I feel she might be at the end of the next one. So this is cool. So we're... We're in, in Spookies, we're in an interesting space. And in Ghost House here, we are wrapping up the pre-credits... Cre- we are wrapping up the pre-credit sequence where um, mom and dad get killed and uh, the daughter is in the basement with a big killer doll. Who can argue with how much fun all that is, huh? So that's great. So, I mean, Spookies, I guess, is, is more interesting at this moment because... There are several different threads that are a bit like, what's going on? Whereas Ghost House is more... Where, and and I, I think that, like I said, I think that came from production troubles. Whereas Ghost House is more straightforward and more, you know, we set up the house, there's an evil force, it kills mom and dad, the little girl is maybe left alive? I don't know, we'll find out in the next minute or two what's happening with her. But, um, you know, it's, it's funny, like, Spooky's production problems make it at this point, more interesting than Ghost House, which seems like it probably had production troubles, but it seems more like they did what they had meant to do as opposed to Spookies, which who knows what the hell Spookies is up to. So anyway, let me, let me wrap this one up here. So this is uh, episode six of a Spooky Minute spent in a Ghost House. I am your host, Dan. And next time, what's going to happen next time? I don't know. More with Billy and the Catman and um oh and the the old guy with the coffin and i guess i think mama's probably about to get stabbed a lot we'll see where we go from there thanks for listening everybody and check this out